This is Comrade and Kaiser Movie Review, Episode 3, When Harry Met Sally. The following podcast contains talk of a sexual nature, which is somehow more important to caution people about than talks of violence and extremist political ideology. Please, no more romantic comedies. I feel like it's alienating our audience. Sergey, we have no audience. We're the only ones listening. So it's alienating us. <laughs> it's always with the alienation with you. This film is alienating. This job is alienating. These extraterrestrial anal probes are alienating. Enough. We get it already. You're a communist. I never mentioned anything about extraterrestrial probing. Ah, nein. Oh, yes. Sorry, I was thinking about my last weekend. Long story. We're Comrade and Kaiser Movie Review. We watch a lot of movies so you don't have to. We're Comrade and Kaiser, we're not that crazy. We just can't agree with democracy. Hey, hello, and welcome to Comrade and Kaiser Movie Review, the podcast where we like to talk about communism, fascism, and today whether we're having what she's having when Harry met Sally. I am definitely not having what she's having, thank you very much. We know, Hans. As far as we can tell, you are a virgin. That is, only if we count human beings. That's right. I only give myself to goddesses. Who, I suppose, are all Aryan. Of course. I don't get with no brown-top uggos. But your hair is dark brown. How can you say that? Shh. This is radio. No one has to know I'm not blonde. Besides, how do you think Hitler got away with it? Because everything was in black and white back then. Exactly. It's easy to say film makes your hair ten shades darker. Radio makes it fifty times darker. Ah, uh, if only film could cover up the darkness of your soul. Oh, wait, it can. Just look at every single world leader today. Except for Putin. That guy is flawless. He kills his opponents, promotes nationalism, military, and Christianity. I mean, it's like we're back in the 19th century. So perfect. Why, you little... When Harry meets Sally, tells a story of a couple. Harry and Sally. Yes, that's right. Uh, I assume they meet each other. Did you even watch this movie? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was full of uh, Harry. Who met uh, Sally. Damn it, Hans. You're supposed to watch these things first. Why are we even here, you little piece of... Okay, we're back. I watched the movie a second time, and Hans is up to date. Let me tell you, 
Sex with friends is no laughing matter, ya. Yeah. You know, the same thing happened to me and my friend Marine Le Pen. You had sex with Marine Le Pen? Oh, never! You can never have sex with a symbol of present-day Nazi-occupied France. I had sex with her blow-up doll. It was very awkward every time I'd meet Madame Le Pen after that. Especially after what I did to that plastic. Oh, hot mama. <laughs> so it starts when they first meet. Sally and Harry both leave college to travel to New York City together. Ah, college educated. A man can take your life, but they can't take away your education unless they take your life. Um, do, do you have an education? Naturally, I have a doctorate in phrenology. It's a very difficult degree to get these days. It takes years of giving prejudiced head massages to get it just right. Plus, it's only offered in a single university in the entire world. The, even the terrible school of truth and, uh, business. They had to separate the business school for obvious reasons related to truth. It was located in a rural village in Hungary called Mergesa, Angry Mud in English. It's the only school in the world that actually teaches the truth. Also, the only school not to be funded by George Soros. It was established by Hungarian Prime Minister Viktor Orban. Wasn't Orban educated with funding from Soros? Yes, but he learned the truth some other way. Uh, homeless astrologers, I think. You know, just like Jesus. And your education? I also have a doctorate, but it's in revolutionary sciences. It's only available at the new school in New York City, except I was able to get it done externally in small Russian village called Dobre Pachuoli, literally meaning good bees. It got its name from Lenin, who once suppressed an entire white Russian army with a swarm of bees. How is that even possible? The commander was deeply allergic and feel dead before the battle could ever take place. Either that, or he was shot by his own soldiers. It remains village's greatest mystery. But revolutionary sciences are also greatly underappreciated. Did you know? 98% of all graduates do not even work in revolutionary industry. 98%! And most of those work in Whole Foods. What about the other 2%? Uh, mostly did. But a few work deep within the American Republican Party. One day they will rise up and make the world even safer for billionaires. Wow. Now that's my kind of people. You'd do great in the Republican Party. You really would. Ah, shucks. That's one of the sweetest things anyone has ever said to me. Thanks! So, as they drive through American heartland, Harry tells Sally she is beautiful, and they can't be friends because no man can ever be friends with a woman he finds attractive. Yeah, 
That is so true. What about you in Marine Le Pen? Well, you know, that's more of a dominatrix, slave, and mistress sort of scenario. Even with your blow-up doll? Especially with my blow-up doll. <laughs> I am so sorry I asked. Sally completely disagrees and says that's a shame because he was the only person in New York she knew. They go their separate ways. Five years later, Harry runs into Sally and her boyfriend at an airport, then on a plane where Harry recollects where he knew her from, and informs Sally that he's getting married. Sally is amazed as she sees him as a chauvinist. When they get off, Harry asks Sally out as a friend. Sally reminds him that men and women can't be friends, to which he denies this, but admits he once said it. So, then I get confused about the timeline. Sally meets Princess Leia for lunch and says she broke up with her boyfriend. Conveniently, Harry goes to an American football game with that uh, Italian New Yorker guy who always plays an Italian New Yorker guy and tells him his wife is having an affair. Then Princess Leia and Sally are at a bookstore and sees Harry who happens to be looking at books there. For a city of more than 8 million people, they seem to run into each other a lot. So, Princess Leia then... Her name is not Princess Leia. <sighs> is it that you don't want to learn, or that you can't learn? Eh, okay. Then I guess they start to be friends. It seems that they become particularly close friends, too talking to each other on the phone as they watch Casablanca on the same television channel. Have you ever done that with a friend before? Oh yeah, Matteo Salvini and I were on the phone during the whole Trump inauguration. The rambling, the illogical pathos, the rejection of the old, and the welcoming of the new sentence structures. Truly awe-inspiring. Then it went to a Dawson's Creek rerun, and it just became impossible to hang up. Or oh, the on-again, off-again Dawson and Joey. Can't they see they belong together? Can't they see? Matteo Salvini thinks they were destined to live a life of solitude and oscillation. But at least one of us has a little hope for romance in the modern world. <sighs> So the movie is famous for introducing iconic terms in American dating culture, such as a person being high maintenance, and for there to be a transitional person for getting out of a breakup. This begs the question, do these things exist? Nine, I have never once been either high maintenance or transitional. All a woman needs to do is cook my meals, wash, dry, and iron my laundry, tidy up the house, bear my children, run to the store that I wish her to run to, water the plants, tend the garden, mend the furniture, clothes, fences, psychology, and all bodies of both me and my children, keep the children alive, using all traditional means necessary, pray for me my children, and the fortunes of conservative politicians and leaders 
perform minor surgeries on the children and dogs, feed the dogs, train the dogs, wash the dogs, be prepared to fend off predators, probably with dogs, defend the house from fires, invaders and Mormons, sit straight, shoot straight, be straight, keep up the youthful glow of an 18 year old, if not younger, be pretty, slim and tempting, but not too tempting if you know what I mean, and it goes without saying, not to speak, read, or care about any other thing than what I tell her, ever. And of course, not to dance. And baby, if you can do those simple things, there will be no transition with me. Hmm, a man who could really win the heart of Gloria Steinem. Who? Is she Jewish? Nadezhda Krupskaya would have crushed you like an ant. Who? Is she Jewish? She was the wife of Vlado Ulyanov. Who? So, Jewish? Who is Jewish here? All these names are making it very difficult to figure out who can possibly be Jewish. Vladimir Ilyich Ulyanov? Better known to the world as Lenin. Oh, him! Yeah, definitely hate him. So Jewish. He was not Jewish. Then you don't have to be Jewish to be Jewish. Yes, yes you do. It is literally the definition of being Jewish. A believer in the Jewish faith. Lenin was a staunch atheist. He was not even ethnically Jewish. In the great many of my friends are Jewish, so you take your anti-Semitism and shove it up your own... Ah, potato, potato. Just, just shut up. Do, 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 do. Hi there. As producer of Comrade and Kaiser, may I just say I am so very sorry. But I am excited to announce that we now have a sponsor. All right, boys, read the copy. This is so humiliating. We've got to do it. It's the only way. <clears throat> Boy, my penis is so small. <sighs> I was out with my girl. You know how it is. Necking and petting. Before I was getting shipped off to Vietnam. How old is this copy? Then it happened. She did what every man is most afraid of. She laughed, pointed, immediately told her best friend, the biggest gossip in town. Now I'm known as... Uh, the smallest private in the army. Here, that is what happened to me before I went off to the Great War. Seriously, how old is this? It doesn't matter. Do you realize how much free licorice we're getting from this? But then I got smart and I got... Oh boy. Happy lucky penis big big peels. With happy lucky penis big big pills, they'll create a whole new rank just for you. Say goodbye to your private second class and say hello to your new private major. Wow! Thanks happy lucky penis big big pills! Now I'll be a private major too! Just talk to your phrenologist and get a prescription today. Hey, that's me! I'm a phrenologist! So embarrassing. So everyone, this is what it's come to. And despite this important ad, we are running out of money. 
So if you feel inclined as to donate to our Patreon account, that's patreon.com slash Comrade and Kaiser. We'd be eternally grateful. Not me! Please, annoy a fascist and donate today. Do, 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 do. Then, Harry and Sally begin to bond, talking about their past and current relationships, but never having sex themselves. Harry's friend can't believe it and thinks it's only because Harry doesn't want to be happy. So, then there's the iconic scene over the most sensual of all meats, pastrami. That is the consensus of George Costanza. Who is that? You know, from Seinfeld. No clue. I just know nothing makes me feel so sexy as a scent of pastrami. Well, that and cyanide. You should make it into a cologne. Already have. It's called Fleischmerz. You've heard of Weltschmerz? The unbearable feeling of sorrow for world affairs? Well, this is Fleischmerz, like Weltschmerz, but for meat. Naturally, in America, they needed a fancier name, so it's marketed as a taste of death for men only. Available at all Houdini magic shops, Golden Gun Pun shops, and of course, Walmarts. Uh, or at least in Arkansas, following an untimely lawsuit. Um, okay. Well, Sealy seems to agree with you, because she's... Well, it's hard to describe. Okay, okay, okay. You'll be Sally, and I'll be Harry and the older woman. Ahem. I think they have an okay time. They being the women Harry slept with. Ahem. <clears throat> how do you know? What do you mean, how do I know? I know! Because they... Yes, because they... How do you know, they really? What are you saying, that they fake orgasms? It's possible. Get out of here! Why? Most women at one time or another have faked it. Well, they'd never fake it with me. How do you know? Because I know. All right. It's right, I forgot. You're a man. What's that supposed to mean? Nothing. Just that all men are sure it never happened to them, and most women at one time or another have done it. So you do the math. You don't think I can tell the difference? No. Get out of here! Oof. 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 Ah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Right there. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, Lennon. Yeah. 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 Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, Lenin, yeah! I'll have what she's having. The scene. No, no, it's just I'll have what she's having. I don't think pastrami has anything to do with it. But come on, it's got to be the pastrami. Nothing else but cyanide has that sensuous aroma of pastrami. You're being unfaithful to the scene. If we're being faithful to the scene, then why are you calling out to Lenin during orgasm? But fine. I'll have what she's having. What kind of accent is that? It's the woman from the movie. Yet. 
Yeah, it's not at all. Okay, okay, let's fit. Oh, 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 yeah, right there, yeah, yeah, oh, ach, nein, yeah, oh, Gott in Himmel, oh, 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 yeah, 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 oh, 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 und jetzt die Scheiße, yeah, 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 oh, Gott. I'll have what she's having. Let's never speak of this again. Agreed. Then Harry and Sally go to a New Year's Eve party, look into each other's eyes at midnight, and awkwardly give each other a peck on the lips. Also, Harry and Sally set each other up with Italian New Yorker guy for Sally and Princess Leia for Harry. Big mistake. Neither couple relates. And it looks like every single date I've ever been on. For me too, women just don't get non-religious fundamentalists anymore. But join a cult and you'll have a harem like that. So, the next minute, the Italian New Yorker and Princess Leia end up leaving together, moving in with each other and getting married. Harry and Sally still are alone, but seeing other people. No one takes their perspective romantic partner seriously. But then, Sally discovers her old serious boyfriend is getting married. She breaks down into tears, calls Harry to come over. He does, and they sleep together. Big mistake! Harry is a real man who doesn't whine and dine for no one. He gets to the point and done. It meant nothing for him. Sally too feels some remorse. Fast forward to the next Christmas season, Harry is desperately trying to get a hold of Sally, but she doesn't respond. It could have just ended there, and probably should have. It would have been more realistic, like the time I was thrown out of Bolshevik party for being a Menshevik, and then tried to get back in the Bolshevik party, but couldn't because they said that they were trying to get smaller. I stormed their New Year's party, begged them to take me back, but all I got was some lousy gulag. You've ascended to the gulags? Yes, it was a very difficult period of my life. You'll try running an open-air prison for 20,000 with a handful of guards and little resources. Brutal. We had all enemies of the state there. Capitalists, fascists, hunter and gatherists, American spies, Japanese spies, old Prussian spies, Siamese spies, etc. Of course, a vast majority of the prisoners were communist, and the communists were the worst. It was a prison camp for communists by communists. Duh. But now that I think of it, all communists were in gulags and all the nationalist capitalists were in government. Reason for Soviet collapse makes more sense. Yeah. So, Harry stays home, alone on New Year's Eve, only to realize he needs to see Sally, who went to the ball with some guy. Harry runs to the ball just before midnight and tells Sally he loves her. Sally is nonplussed at first. 
But after a long explanation, she says she hates him, she hates him, she hates him, and then kisses him. They get married. The end. Finally. Can we just do up and talk about these people's apartments? How are they getting money for these things? I mean, what is a Italian New Yorker guy's apartment worth? Two, three million? And Harry's? You can't get ceilings like that without exploitation of worker class. Yeah, which leads me to realize these people are the Ubermensch. They go around making ridiculous amounts of money without caring who they're screwing over to get it. They are the elite, the upper crust, the best of the best, and they only care about dating and themselves. It's great! So this I cannot abide by. I give it no communist stamp of approval. Where are the dating lives of the proletariat worker? How many lower classes did they stampede over just to focus themselves on fancy balls and having sex? What are you talking about? This is the best thing about the movie. No one cares about anything else. It is so clear, so focused, so white. A full hearty fascist stamp of approval for when Harry met Sally. And that delightful Billy Crystal. What about Meg Ryan? Meh, she had a lot of good hairdos. But you know Billy Crystal, the director Rob Reiner, and screenwriter Nora Ephron are all Jewish, right? Va? Va? What? Yes, you just gave a fascist stamp of approval to a largely Jewish movie. Why don't people tell me these things? Because it just doesn't matter. I am... I am so confused. Was I wrong my whole life about the Jewish people? Billy Crystal, he is so dynamic, so entertaining. How can he be Jewish? A great many entertainers are Jewish. Jeff Goldblum, Paul Rudd, Ben Steeler, Mel Brooks. Since when has Mel Brooks been Jewish? Sarah Silverman, and even Robert Downey Jr. Iron Man? Really? But how can it be? Can they too be the Ubermensch? Mr. Crystal is obviously, well, well, no need to clarify that. Is there room for my personal growth here? Tune in next time to find out the evolution of a terrible man, Kaiser Hans Gruber III. Speaking of which, our next film will be... 1956's The Searchers, a western classic starring Mr. John Wayne. He plays a racist in this one. How is that different from any other John Wayne movie? Now here's our movie awaiting a true fascist approval. Until next time, extremism out. Do, 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 do. Do, 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 do.